The Nerdgasm Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I'm. I'm your man with the plane. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. A&E. It's been a while since I've been, I, I did this. And it is the end of 2023. And I'll tell you guys right now, what a year that we have had. And, of course, we always do our annual best and worst of everything when it comes to 2023. And joining me is, of course, my co-host, the anime hero, Swag on Zero. Hey, free Palestine. Cease fire. Yes, I'm going to have to agree with you, even though I have not done my, 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 my research on this like I should have. What the heck going on? They heard, they heard Swag and was like, shut this down. It, it really uh, happened just like that. Yo, that's, that's the FBI. <laughs> that's the FBI. If I don't know anything. Okay. I'm going to, okay. All right, I, I guess I... All right, I won't say it. My fault. All right, because now... Everything's working again. Okay, that door just freeze. Everything just froze. My camera froze. The mic, froze. everything just froze. I said, "What the hell's happening?" All right, I won't say it again. Yeah, <laughs> my mistake. I don't know what it, that was. A little bit creepy, man. But um, <laughs> it is the end of twenty twenty three, and man, do we got movies and documentaries and TV shows that we have watched and you talk about and gaming and all that stuff and what happened in 2023 so much stuff that we're uh, we going to get into on this podcast and i'm glad to have swag on zero with me and of course my wife the grace catch lee sketch hello everyone and she's, she's sitting there you know just just get things together right now but uh i'm sorry also I, i'm still trying to recover from christmas you, you guys know we have children yeah um yeah. Children that are just oh yeah. It, it, I mean, it was it was an overall good health. You know, we all hear good health and everything like that. But still, it's always the aftereffects. You know, why do we always got to do the most work on Kwanzaa, right? That's how it's how they, they set up, set us up. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going. I'm yeah, sorry. I did not. <laughs> we got, oh, got, got doing this place all day. Ain't we supposed to be relaxing on Kwanzaa? My man, it's about so, unity. My, are we doing it together? Is. He listened to Dr. Umar before this podcast and was like, <laughs> Yo, you <no>. know what? <laughs> they put Kwanzaa right after Christmas while knowing that we got to get clean up and do all the returns on Kwanzaa. Why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Made no sense. Oh, God. No, that... <laughs> we do the returning on Kwanzaa, but they won't return us back to where we were when we were kings and queens, you better stop before they shut this down again. <laughs> yeah, oh, they don't care about our topics, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, 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 they do. But anyway, so before we get up into the list and stuff like that, there's uh, make sure you guys check out all the other great things from uh, Nerd Coalition because we got to do our best and worst of wrestling on no gimmicks. So trust me, so stay tuned for that also before we get back to swinging things uh, over there as well. But to buy some time real quick, I just uh, I, I I gotta ask y'all opinion because Jonathan Major has been found guilty. 
Mm-hmm. And Marvel fired them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Marvel fired them in their in their mind months ago. Anytime they fired that uh, that letter, email, tweet, everything off, like six minutes after the verdict. Yeah. He was getting let go either way. There's no. Yeah, he more... got fired faster than Roseanne. Say what? Uh, yeah. He got fired faster than Roseanne. It suck, you know. It personally, it sucks, but I'm not going to sit there. And, you know, I don't even know what to really say. You know, here, but I'm not going to even condone that behavior. But then it's also on the same on the same tip that it doesn't look right when we have Desiree Miller's situation, like you just said, the Roseanne situation, and it just well, she got fired. Well, she did get fired. Yeah, she got fired. She goes. It's it. It's the, I think the thing that people were drawing parallels between most was his situation and Ezra Miller's situation. Yeah. Where here, it was just like, everything happened, the trial happened, he got found guilty, got fired, and anything before we've heard any reprimand of Ezra Miller. Like, legally or professionally, honestly. And I'm not sure if y'all read the document, because I did, because it was something fishy about it. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Apparently, he got he got found innocent for everything that they went to court originally for. He found he got found guilty for hurting her as he pushed her away from running from her. I believe so. I believe and, that's what it was. And he that's what he's being trial charges. And I'm like, was? yeah. And I'm like, really? Okay. So. He, so the things that he was going to trial for in originally, he was found innocent for. But then now, the things that were like I guess new to the case is what he was found guilty for. Well, what happens? Because you you gotta have some context of how things, things work yeah. legally. They will propose um, different levels of charges if they feel like they will not get the conviction. Like, say somebody commits murder. Yeah. And they are afraid they're not going to be able to prove that it's first-degree murder, which is premeditated. Mm-hmm. So they may um, put up charges for first-degree murder and second-degree murder. Or you may have someone, they may put up for second-degree murder, but they're not sure, so they'll put up for manslaughter. Okay. Both of them at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that here, what happened was they were like, uh, we can't say for sure that we're going to be able to get him on this. So we should propose charges for these six things going ranging in severity uh-huh. and then if we can't get him for the highest charge then we may get him for um the the misdemeanors i think they were all misdemeanors but for these things that are lesser charges than the other ones yeah. that's basically how it all worked out here's my issue i've been saying the whole like the whole time i of course, am never going to domesticate. I mean, to advocate or condone for domestic violence, mm-hmm. man to woman or woman to man. I, but I will continue to say, listen. Do not put chains on folks. Yeah, it's not. It's not always the way to. Uh, it's never really supposed to be the way to handle these things. Mm-hmm. But also on a separate note. Um, that applies to things like this and even I think this is just a principle you should apply in life yeah you gotta realize 
one when to step away from a toxic relationship it's hard trust me i've i've been there it's not easy but you also have to know once you get to a certain point in life and this you don't have to be a public figure for this to be true you got to be careful about being around folks who do not have as much to lose as you i agree with that it's and that sounds wild because I don't want it to sound like in this case it's a victim blaming thing. Either one of y'all should have been putting your hands on each other. You definitely shouldn't have been putting your hands on her. If y'all are running through the streets of New York, y'all had problems way before this incident. I'm sorry. Because th- that's not a display in a relationship where everything was 100. And with all the other stuff that we found out during the trial and the tapes and um, things that came out. Mm-hmm. Y'all was a mess before this ever happened. But aside from this particular situation, if you can find it in yourself to step away from a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. and realize that this person may not have my best interest at heart, whether that be you as the figure who is, um, you are a public figure or you are... Um, ascending in life or you the person who would be considered um the may may be considered on in this case oh well i have more to lose you never know just use a spirit of discernment honestly that's really what it's about because him telling that girl that she needed to act like coretta and michelle obama like that have been my cue to exit right there. <laughs> so, that, so you I got to get the fuck up out of here. All right, girl, run. I heard the audio for that, and the like the publicist sites they made it to something what it wasn't. He, uh, I was like, he was, I think, uh, the news sites it was like, oh, he told his girlfriend to act like Michelle Obama, and I was like, what? And when he released the audio, and I was like, Okay, he didn't say that, but I like, like they they played it up to what it was not. It's still hilarious. You, it's just the the overall picture. How does it look that you are on trial for abusing this woman? You give her, with or without context, mm. you tell her that she needs to carry herself with more, you know, dignity and grace, like some somebody like a um, Michelle Obama. Or a Coretta Scott King. And then you pop up in court with a black woman. Like an ornament. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> the overall picture just does not look good. It don't look good at all. You're like, why can't you just be black? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, you ain't had to get her <laughs> Why did you tell her that? You could have just... Also, here's another thing. Another red flag. If that's not how she acted when y'all got together, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? If this woman was not somebody, I don't know this lady from a can of paint, but if she was a person who was out partying and doing everything else and that's how y'all met and that's who she was when you met, you cannot turn around and be like, but I need you if I'm going to have you out here on my arm to be to behave like Michelle Obama and Coretta Scott King. One, you could have picked two other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coretta Scott King is hilarious. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> Two, stood by. 
if that is what you wanted, then that is what you should go out and, and get. get. You can't tell What's wrong with y'all? That that doesn't know. You you can't you can't go out here and get people and just say I want them to be this way. I'm like there are people out there that I like the way you want them to you know that that, that you want. But you don't want them. Exactly. You want to take somebody and turn them into something that they're not. I I just I'm not understanding. Yeah. Context or no context? Yeah, I I do understand. I and also, understand. didn't Megan Good just go through the same thing with her ex, where everybody in the church was telling her she needed to put some clothes on? And stop acting and and being in uh, scenes with other men. What is going on? I don't know. I just I don't know. No, it's the good whole that. situation is a hot ass mess. It really is. And now, what happens at Marvel now? Bro, Marvel need to <laughs> wrap that shit up, B. Yeah, <laughs> like, since yeah, the first phase honest, of the MCU. Yeah. Take that shit elsewhere. I- <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. If it ain't Spider Man, I don't care. <laughs> like that. If, if it ain't Spider Man, I, I know that's a hot button topic for a lot of people. I understand that. But it's just like, but you know. as of right now, now they have to switch. Your your big bad is fired. Mm-hmm. For the for these next phases going on, so now you got to figure out how. What what are we going to do now? To uh, for the situation because it's like, damn. They have been ever since twenty twenty. Marvel has been getting hit with blows, and I ain't talking about slaps. I'm talking about blows, and it's another blow for them, especially on a uh, a phase that is trying to get their footy back together from phase four. Mm-hmm. And now, and 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 you know, I'm not saying. When I say this, I'm not saying this that I excuse anybody, but I enjoyed Jonathan Majors as Kang. He's the only thing I enjoyed in that Ant Man movie because he's a good actor. I have no, you know, I, I have no problem saying that, but it's just, it's just like now and then, and just seeing him in Loki. But now it's just like shit. Now what are we gonna do? Because they already had to change the name of Avengers Five from Kang Dash just to it got placed on as the same five. I'm like, damn. Then everybody say, well, we just bring Doctor Doom in there and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, people, people, people. You gotta work stuff in. You you, you got to. It, it, we already had a cluster fucking phase four, whether people want to agree with it or not. So now we we gotta go deal with this stuff. So if Kevin Feige ain't tossed his head by now, he got to be on there stomping on it. He <laughs> <laughs> got. To, at, I I I know you you feel so you're getting tired of it. I already know ladies get tired, but respect. What do you think they can do? Just out of an opinion of somebody who knows comics and knows the comic book movie stuff like that. I'm be real. Just take a break. We I feel like I don't want to say it's the superhero fatigue and we're burnt out, but if you guys aren't, I feel like nothing is as fresh as it used to be. Well, they and did just, say that, that, that a lot of series did get cut. I think, I, I think, like I said, next year, I think we're only getting Deadpool three. Yeah, we're only getting Deadpool, which is a nice like. Okay, let's breathe. Yeah, but we we already juggling so many things. We got X Men, we got Fantastic Four, maybe Doctor Doom. It's already too much, and we're over convoluted. Uh huh. 
I, I'm in the camp where it's just like, just make solo or just make things in its own you world. Still, you still pulling for that? Yeah. I'm just, I, 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 I think it's because I'm just tired of it. You're tired of solos like, so you want solos? And it's not a bad thing. No, I want solos. Just like, just like solo films. Uh, oh, so, like, okay. You had to forgive me. I'm thinking. What did you think he was saying? Solo the movie that we had. Oh. Because he said he, <laughs> he, he would a sequel to that I'm like you. that's why I say you still want that of uh, Han Solo yeah where did it start okay <laughs> you said Solo yeah <laughs> remember the movie Solo that came out yeah but, but that's not the first thing I think of when I hear Solo <laughs> so that's oh so more Solo no. because I, that, that's my bad my bad no it's cool uh, standalone projects yeah just make standalone movies and it'll be okay like I enjoy Spider-Verse it was it's own thing it didn't have to like. I mean, technically, it branches out everywhere, but it was his own thing, and it was just like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Even though it's connected to the bigger picture, it still felt like its own thing. That was either a, that. That was a good one. Or just make genres within superhero movies, like make a like how Logan. It felt like a western. Yeah. Um, uh, Winter Soldier was more of a spy thriller. If y'all just break it down like that and make these. Um, superhero films, films intertwine with genres instead of having superhero movies be its own genre, then that will bring the freshness back. But as of right now, I'm just like, bro, it, it, if Spider Man name on it, I, I, I most likely won't care. But it, it's it's still just it's very unfortunate for Jonathan Major. It, do I think he can bounce back? Sure, it' gonna be it next year. Listen. But. Look, he had the it's world. not unfortunate. You know why? Because if you did that shit, you did that shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I have to get out of my own. Be, no, because that's the thing. I will say career-wise, as far as where he was going, like, you know, him getting work and getting more notoriety and things mm. like that, that part is unfortunate. But you got the re- the consequences of whatever you did. You're right. Yeah. Now, if she... um. If she was out here spicing this shit and making it seem like it was is worse than it was and all that, then oh everybody, the both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if it was because of the I didn't go through everything that happened at the trial, but it sounded like she uh should have also been charged. That was my problem with this. The both of y'all should have been charged. Yeah. Um, but you, unfortunately, you got to, not unfortunately, you got to, uh, deal with the consequences. Now, <laughs> knowing what we know about our justice system, are both of them going to get consequences? Fuck no. Well, that's why, that's why, that's why I had to get over my, my, my biases because I try to fight for my people. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But that's why I say what I say about, you got to understand about Putting yourself in a situation with someone who has more to lose than you do. Yeah. Because this happened, even if he had been found innocent, it, he still would have took a hit. Mm-hmm. And she, as of right now, is not receiving any consequences for any part in the situation. She, listen... I know I see people saying, well, why would she chase after him? 
listen, people who are in fucked up situations do fucked up things. Fucked up things. He was doing that. He was doing that. That, that job, the majors run away. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, he was a little but, too calm with it. Yeah, like, I, I was honestly, waiting for him. He bolting. <laughs> I I don't I didn't want to laugh at nothing about like this whole thing. Sorry, yeah. But that no no. But that chase the yeah. fact that y'all went and laced together multiple cameras <laughs> was wild. I was like, bro, in everyday life, when we look for, like, surveillance video, people be out here looking like Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> How did y'all lace together <laughs> multiple cameras <laughs> for multiple angles to get this chase through the streets? So that's funny because I didn't laugh at that. What I laughed at was the whole Coretta Scott and of course Michelle Obama thing. Because I think I because I think I just woke up and saw that and I'm like, what the hell is this? You better buy her whole pantsuit. I was like, what? <laughs> also, side note: Megan Good contract must have been for the day to trial. Okay, damn. <laughs> it was just like immediately. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, did he fire her? Was it like, if I get fired, you know you fired too, right? Okay, cool, cool. Like, what's going on? Okay, go Harlem. That's <laughs> fucked up. Well, yeah, I just said I, 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 I couldn't start off without talking about, uh, you know, some things before before we got to 2003. But speaking of 2003. It's damn 2023. Oh, baby. I said 2003. Not 20 years my, ago when we was in my high head school. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> my head hurt. I, I just know this nostalgia kick. My God. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about uh, some some games here. Our best and worst games of 2023. Now, obviously, Swag, you know, it's, it's the gamer. I, I mean, I'm a gamer too, but you know what I'm saying? I play what I like opposed to what is the popular games or what's the games that goes for the video game awards or stuff like that or the urban youth games okay you so really gotta you, chill you you play 2k <laughs> absolutely i do play you i play. do play 2k and so you gotta take I, that last part off <laughs> no that, that's the joke um 2k gamers because they've been all year they've been when ga- gaming's dead i'm like no you're just playing the same two games it, it, I, I, agree. I agree with that part Y'all not gaming is not dead. This has been one of the best years in gaming in, in, in a long ga- while. This has been literally a great year for games. And games, I'm just like, bruh, they keep recycling. I'm just like, I've been trying. Look, Madden, Madden this year was was definitely. I'm just like, well, I'm not even spending. Even when it was on Black Friday half off price, I'm, just, I'm still not spending for this because I got the same game from last year. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not. I'm not buying for an updated roster or a different cover. I don't care that much. So, I do agree with you on that, but I do still enjoy my basketball. So, all right, Swag, you, you want to kick, kick it off? How do you, do you have a best and worst, or do you have a, you know, a I have all best. I'm, I'm leaving this year positive. I got all best. Okay. Um, that's actually great because after I do my list, I'm going to run to the bathroom while you do yours. Okay. So, I, I drunk too much water. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> let's start off with 10. Uh, all Works Legacy. The Harry Potter game that that was over, dude. I thought it was an okay game. The only reason it's on my list because this is one of the ten games I played this year. Yo, <laughs> 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 you honest. I, 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 I thought you didn't play the Switch version. 
Hell no. <laughs> I have more respect for myself than to play the Switch version of this game. Or because you just because you sold it. Uh, Get I, I, look, if, the, if the game is on a different system, <laughs> I will play it on a different system. Um, I, I, I'm not starting this preaching thing again. Um, Harvard's Legacy was a pretty okay game. Uh, for what they did with it, I was very impressed. The reason why it's so low is because you guys really were on top of the world and you did nothing with it. You could have added DLC content. You could have added a multiplayer mode. But no, let's send our resources to make it for previous generations, which I think holds a game back, especially a game of this caliber. Um, however, I did have fun with it. I did have my fun time with it. If it was a little bit more, then it will be higher up. Number nine, Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, this I, I've said this multiple times. This game is Super Mario with a Donkey Kong Country code on it. I love Donkey Kong Country. This was absolutely fun. The, the, one thing I'll give Nintendo, they know how to make fun games. They know how to make fun games. Uh, and I'm glad because my wife got me that for Christmas, so I'm definitely going to be playing it. Oh, it's a fun game. It's a good time. It's a good time. Number eight, Spider-Man 2. Very wow. Uh, you didn't think it was going to be this low? <laughs> no, I did wow. not. I did not. It it was it was a really good game. Uh definitely better than first. Um better than Miles Morales and they took a lot of things that were great from those two games and brought it into this game. Uh I felt the story could have been a tad bit better in some areas uh-huh. whereas feel like um now I don't know too much about addiction but Peter had this suit for two days. And I was like, and he was already like deep into it. And I feel like if you're trying to do like a story of addiction, I feel like if you let that, you know, marinate more, it would have been a little bit more effective. But um, overall, the game was good. Uh, after Craven left, I feel like the game started to go down a little bit, storytelling wise, but I still enjoyed it nevertheless. Okay. Uh, seven Resident Evil 4. What a gosh darn good game that was, man. Gosh that, darn good, that, that, that was a fun game. Now, um, I know some people had complaints about Resident Evil being nominated for game of the year, uh, because it's a remake, but this game was an overhaul from and Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil 4 is good too. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. but one of the things that I hate about OG Resident Evil 4, when you're aiming to shoot, you you can't move. Yeah. And when there are zombies chasing you, it's like, I need to get out ASAP. Uh-huh. Um, overhauling the combat in Resident Evil 4 just made this even more perfect than what Resident Evil 4 already was. So that's why it's number seven. Yeah. Uh, number six, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the greatest game that will never be talked about. This is the second time that I feel like Star Wars um, Jedi got snubbed. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order was amazing. This one doubled down on it and got even better. Even better. Uh, more creative with the um, attack formations. You have the Kylo Ren Knight lightsaber uh, oh. this time around. You have the dual sabers. You have uh, two dual wielding. You have the single. It, 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 the combinations of what you could do in that game was super fun. The force powers was super fun. The story was surprisingly good with 
I was really nervous about because I feel like the first game kind of wrapped it up perfectly. I was like, we we don't need a second game. And then this game, I was like, oh, okay, we do. And it leaves also on something where I'm excited for the next game in the series. Damn, how much uh, space you got on your PS5? I delete game. Okay. I'm sad that I beat them. So, I, I, like, if I'm not playing it anymore, I, I'll delete it. And, and all of this is not on my PS4. I got, uh, I play some on my PC, some on my uh, Xbox as well. Okay. Uh, Armor Core 4. This is actually a game I played on the Xbox. Um, this was like, uh, I'll try it out. I like mechs. I had a blast playing this. I had so much fun. Just being a giant mech and shooting stuff was yeah. so much fun. Um, some of the best action I've seen in a long time. It, it, it was almost overwhelming with uh, some of the boss battles in this game, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, number four, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, Didn't play that. One thing I'll give credit... Uh, it's on Xbox. I'm not sure if you... You have an Xbox? No, no, and I'm not going to get one. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Um, so I... I'm I'm I might go on a little tangent real quick. Um, I'm sure you heard about the new Blade game. Yes, I did. And uh, they said it's most likely coming out in 2027. So yikes! I know that's going to be a while. Um, with Hi-Fi Rush, it was announced in January, and they said, "All right, you can play this game two hours in two hours. You can play it right away." That that was the sole reason I went and purchased an Xbox just so I could play this game. I'm not saying every game needs to do this and the stealth drops, but the more I wait, the less interested I'll become. This grabbed me at the right time and just like nearly revived my love for gaming. This game was that much fun. It was short, it was concise, it, the gameplay was excellent. Um, it had a good gameplay loop with it too. And it, it it was so refreshing because I was wa- I wanting something I was wanting something different and this really gave that to me and for a game to open up in a year like that and really like spark you know because you already know how it was with gaming for a while I was just like bro it's nothing interesting out uh-huh. and this really brought that back number three Boulder's Gate three I'm oh, so stuck God. on the heat to say yeah I want to bought the Xbox so I can play this my, my excuse me. Boulders Gate 3. Um, if you guys ever played D&D, I'm not sure if you have. If you haven't, it's just a world of the fantastic where anything can happen. And somehow this game translated that so well to the point where it's like, I didn't even know games like this was, impo- was possible. Um, and I think one of the best things about Borders Gate is that when you talk to other people about it, each and every single person has a different way of how they beat something. Uh-huh. And I think that's probably one of the greatest things a game can accomplish. Like, um, I could beat it around a certain way. And I asked someone, oh, so how did you do this? It was like, oh, I controlled the goblins, made them bomb this place. And then I asked someone else, oh, I got this character that I met earlier on in the story. I was like, I never even met that character. I didn't even know you could meet that character and recruit them. It's it's just so much that this game does so well. And to have that, it's almost a, it's one, it's one of those once in a lifetime type of games. 
Okay. So that was great. Uh, number two, it was my number one on the um, half show. The um, the half of the year is uh, Final Fantasy 16. I knew, most, I knew that was going to be on there. The most underappreciated game of the year. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what people didn't like about this game because this was made with so much love so much care the gameplay was fantastic the music the acting everything in this game was just up to the it's like what homelander said perfect to the most minute detail perfection and then number one it's like homelander did i say homelander what did i say you said it was perfect right there yeah i thought i said (laughs) uh it's almost like that homelander i thought i did i don't know i said i said you sounded like homelander yeah. <laughs> Number one, Lies of P. To take a Pinocchio story and rub it into a a dark fantasy already interests me. Also, I'm not into soul games at all. I don't like Dark Souls. I don't like uh, Demon Souls. Um, anything of that nature, I'm not into. Mm-hmm. This was the first time. That this this game might have opened my eyes to that, and I'm scared to play another one because I feel like this game might have ruined that experience for me. Because I'm I would want it to be just like this. Yeah, this game was so to for have to have a game bring me into a new genre. I got to give it the uh, most credit in the world, and to have that story in the world so consistent was incredible. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, top games. So Liza P number one, that's my game of the year. Wow. Didn't see that coming. But that was actually a pretty good list. Now you go ahead and handle your business. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll still have you in my headphones so you can just keep on running. All right. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Okay. <clears throat> I want yeah, I'm gonna need that. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right down this time. All right, so y'all know I don't have as much games as Swag does because, you know, m- most of my games I got to play where I'm going to go, and he already makes fun of me about that. But <laughs> that's quite all right. I Right now, I'm a big fighting game guy also. I do play 2K. 2K24 is pretty decent this year, so I had no problem with that. Uh, I'm not into the shooters and stuff like that. They're the games that, you know, most gamers that, you know, that, that uh, games that Swag mentioned, that's what gamers play, that's what be at the video game wars. I don't have a chance to play all that. But I can't tell you about the fighting games. And I can't tell you about the games that I did like. And uh, when it comes to stuff that I, I really enjoyed playing this year, uh, W2K23 was great this year, actually. Another another uh, great installment into the 2K franchise. They have really started to get their niche now since they are... Uh, they're doing the games by themselves. And I really enjoyed it. John Cena was the focus. I'm cool with that. I'm actually excited to see what they bring next year. Because usually at the Royal Rumble, which at the, in January, they announced the new game. And we get to see what new things that they're bringing to the game. And I'm really excited about that. And that's one thing that's good when it comes to being a wrestling fan. That you had to bring the excitement around it. Especially with it being released near WrestleMania. Bruh, I'm already ready. Especially with the way the game cycle is moving next year. When I got Tekken at the beginning of the year also. So, yeah. I'm uh, I'm already uh, ready for that. Street Fighter 6. Thank God Street Fighter 6 released complete. Because we know that issue from Street Fighter 5. But Street Fighter 6 finally released like a complete version of the game. And I have to tell you. When it first came out, 
It was hot. It was. I, I mean, they they lagging on the updates right now for me. But right now, but what other than that, Street Fighter Six has been has been fun to play. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a huge Street Fighter guy also. So, I've been playing that, and uh, when when my friends have come over and played it, they have enjoyed the game also. It they do have now. Street Fighter Six does have this new mechanic where. There's the classic mode. You know how you used to play. You supposed to play Street Fighter. Then they got the more modern for 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 people like my my son who's not too familiar playing Street Fighter, or some people who does not like the quarter circles like Swag himself. They got a special button now that you can use to go with the high, medium, and low punching kicks and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. It, it's it's a game that it can get more of the casual fan into it so i know a lot of diehard pros or fighting game people will be like uh uh straight classic this is how street fighter is supposed to be where this one's like okay we're going to give a modern take to it also and i think that's what helped itself i think that's what also helped to make win uh fighting game of the year then i have uh mortal kombat one because why wouldn't i have mortal kombat one okay even though when mortal kombat one first released I, I felt a little incomplete but man like i said i don't ever have a power with Ed Boo, just like, hold on, just just give me a minute, and we, we can work them things out, but I do, and it is, and I'm enjoying it, and he is uh, really making this something special, minus the whole, you know, uh, microtransaction stage, yeah, that could be a whole other video for a whole other time, but uh, with Code of Kai 1, they got the new cameo system in there, and once you figure it out, it ain't like you're going to be in there all all day, because one, cause one of the biggest things... I had when I first was, was playing it, I kept forgetting that I had a cameo. And then once I started implementing it, and now since I started knowing how to use it when it comes to uh, the people that I'm using, oh, it's just beautiful. And I, I, I and once again, it's one of them games where if I am not comfortable with a certain character, I could just change the cam. I don't even have to change the whole character because there's so many options that I even haven't, I haven't even tried all of them yet. It's almost, it's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but. I got a couple teams that's already locked already that I'm really enjoying. But I'm like, there's some there's some other variations that I want to try, and that's what brings the fun uh, to the game for me, along with the new invasion mode, and of course their their story is always fire. Now, of course, my game of the year was Spider-Man Two. I sat down there, like I said, I, I I'm a handheld guy, but man, I sat down there and I made sure I finished Spider-Man. Now I'm only 97% done. Spider-Man, there's some things I gotta do. Like, I gotta, you know, use the web rings from the financial district and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I, I haven't perfected that yet because, you know, flying over there and, and find, you know, the wind tunnel stuff like that. I still I still got things to do. But other than that, I'm almost 100% the game. Waiting for a new game plus at the top of the year. Uh, I thought it was a great series. I, I enjoyed the best out of the series so far. Not saying that the other games are not great, but I'm just saying this is pretty good for what it is and uh yeah bro i, I just <laughs> spider-man yeah i was like did i know everybody's not gonna agree with me but you know what uh for the games i like to play spider-man 2 was my game of the year but uh i have some i have some disappointing things AEW fight forever <laughs> oh i forgot about that yeah i i really wanted to be great i, really I saw that on deep discount when i was going looking for your game Ooh. Deep discount. <laughs> D-double-E-P. Lord, I, uh... Everybody wanted A-W, Fight Forever to be the, the next No Mercy. 
if better than No Mercy, because for anybody who's in the wrestling community and know about wrestling games, they almost credit No Mercy as yeah. being the, the greatest wrestling game. Yeah, ever. y'all talk about that like it's the Bible. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I don't know what this game did to y'all. But. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, I take time because, you know, I'm just, I guess I look for chaos. I'd be arguing that point to some people. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, um, I, it's great. I don't think it's the greatest, but I think it is great. But, uh, and I'd be ready to argue people down. That's just probably my Gemini personality. But, however, they, when AEW Fight Forever came out, it was very exciting to the point where it was like, oh my God, I get to. We get to relive No Mercy and do it with, 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 with current day graphics and stuff like that. And when it first came out, the first two hours was great. And that's <laughs> it. Because you've done everything you could do in the game. And there was nothing that's, else to do. That's disappointing. That's very disappointing. And it and then it was it, it, it had all it had all this stuff like people. You gotta understand that the times have changed than it was back in, you know, what's two thousand. That's because Tony Khan is out here running this thing like he is doing um, a personal my career. He running AEW like this is his dream, and not like this is a competitive business or it should be. It's not really at this point. Yeah. No, uh, quick tangent is like AEW not good anymore because i remember at a point in time y'all were saying it was better than uh so than, uh raw and smackdown i was going to talk about uh, to to give you an answer i have an answer for you but i was going to talk about this in detail on no gimmicks needed okay i'll just listen to that episode no, I, I, I'll just, i'm gonna tell you a quick answer mm-hmm. the honeymoon phase has worn off people have taken off gotcha. the rose colored glasses it seems because it's gotcha. like this when you have something right it's kind of like a you can even put it in re- relationship status, right? If you have mm-hmm. somebody that you just don't like anymore, they and you, you you can't get into them anymore, and then you go and you cheat and you go over to somebody else that looks like they have everything that the person that you don't like has, uh, I mean, doesn't have, and then all of a sudden the person you left gets better, or she makes herself up and she's living her best life, not even worried about you. And now you look back and be like, damn, that's what I left? Because now you're trying to see the problems with the one you have over here. I've seen that movie before. That's what's <laughs> happening with AEW. AEW, the problems that AEW have is, has, they always had these problems. Mm-hmm. But you didn't, oh. see these, you didn't see these problems because you were just so mad at WWE. But now since Vince gotcha. is gone, and now since... WWE is not private anymore. They are a publicly traded company now, so they can't really get away with all the stuff they used to get away with. And Triple H is taking over, and now the product has gotten better. And now you, now you, since that has gotten better, you're not mad at that much anymore because now you're starting to see what all the problems were at AEW, and they're not new problems. They've been there. Mm-hmm. You just haven't seen it. And that's what happened with the video game. Everybody was so mad at 2K. They decided, well, we want no mercy again. And, and I said this. You, no, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 2023. You don't want that same game. Was it a great game? Can I go back uh, if I, in my N64 and pop in No Mercy and play it? Sure. However, No Mercy had more content than Fight Forever does. 
And the, a, 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 a big problem that, that's pissing everybody off is they are adding very little DLC at a time and they're charging hella money for it. How much? Is it like Street Fighter 6 bad? <sighs> Almost. They, uh, it's like <laughs> now they, they, they did a season one where they added six characters and three mini games and, and, they, did, and they updated the game. Okay, woo woo. Then they got a season two that's currently out now where they, it's only going to be adding another three wrestlers and a new game mode and one new arena. Swag, this game is two years outdated. Mm-hmm. You need to add more than that. And then you like, well, here go a big bundle with all the content in there for $90. $90? That's bad. $90? For what? But you, you're not. It, uh, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. At all, it's just not. And I'm and and it it soured everybody on there when it's just like, look, people, this is having an alternative. And two K twenty three had a great game this year, and now everybody's excited to see what they're going to bring out next because now if I ever came out, they see what people like, they take that, and they can put that in the other game. But AEW, it's just like y'all still on behind. Right now, the name AEW does not sell because WWE is actually doing good right now. Uh, so, if they're trying to rely on it's AEW, it's right for, like no, bro. And I'm still waiting on my update because they didn't update the Switch version yet. Mm. <coughs> Don't say nothing. I'm just saying it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sir. gonna laugh right in the mic. Don't say nothing. Don't, don't say nothing at all because I was just saying it's, it, it's the same game, dealing with the same graphics. It's just that I could play it on the go. I was like, I'm glad I didn't buy it on PS Five. Uh, quick question. Is, yeah. uh this is a little bit off topic, but why you you was mentioned updates? Uh, it just got me thinking of a a game that you used to love, uh, Power Rangers. Has that is that dead in the water? Power yeah, Rangers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that silence said it all. <laughs> yeah. Pa- pa- Power Rangers is done. It, it got to the point where I started contacting the creators. <laughs> I, it, 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 you know, you know, I'm not the kind of guy to do that. Like, and, hey, my name is Stan. I'm a big fan. Dear M. <laughs> Put the game out, guys. Come on. <laughs> so, I, I was sitting there because I was tired of seeing fucking updates to Legacy Wars because I don't play no fucking mobile games. And I was just like, yo, I, I'm sick and tired. It's like, wh- where's the update? <laughs> and, and it was just like, yeah, because everybody from Enway, they, they left. They left. And I'm like, the fuck? So yeah, it's done. It's completed. Uh, Do I still play it? Absolutely, you know I still play it. But uh, that—that's a shame though, because that that game really was a good game. Yeah, it really could have been something a, more. Here's the thing though: it still has always, and they still, for some reason, evil just don't like them. But they—they they still have frosty findings. They still have combo breaker. I'll be watching these tournaments. They—they they, they still got a gathering at these professional fighting game tournaments. I'm just sitting there thinking like. Y'all got. It's very hard to find a, a good fan base for a game, mm-hmm. especially especially one one that's low tier. That's not a triple A title. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
So you should do the best to try to keep that fan base. The oh, best way you can. That's disappointing. It's disappointing. I'm just like, and there's so many things you could have capitalized on. I say you should have capitalized on it, but I'm saying, but uh, there's things that you could, especially with help grow this community, and you want to focus on that, whatever. And so I forgot what it what, what, what it was called. That that, that <clears throat> was coming up to everybody I wanted to try, but um, it it does suck. It really it really really sucks. Like I said, but but me and. Me and my son still play it. I still occasionally just sit there and play it and, you know, just to test it. And then people want to play it. And, and you know, the funny thing is, the other day, it's funny you said this, last week when I was up uh, doing some recording and editing, I just said, let me just pop in uh, Battle for the Grid because I want to try it on, on my Nitro deck, which I'm about to get into in a minute. And I went online. You know how long it took me to find an online match? I'm hoping no time. Five seconds. Mm. Do you know how long it takes me to find an online match on AEW Fight Forever? <laughs> Probably two months. Bruh, they have the Stadium Stampede mode where it's like 30 player battle royale, like a Fortnite type thing. Oh, that's cool. It is. Ain't nobody in there. <laughs> they gotta use computer stuff but ain't nobody in there That's nobody but yet power rangers that came out 2019 in the friday game i can still get i can pull up my switch right now and show you on camera and go online and i can still find somebody to face online and it ain't the same person mm. that's insane to me people still playing the game in other words as you already know i'm talking about yeah so it's like, my God! And then once again, they also got that crossplay, which I think how they got crossplay, everybody was dope. Which you know, it just it, it baffles me. But hey, so yeah, it's disappointing. It, it's done, but I I still like playing it. You know, so gotcha. sorry, sorry to get on that. I no, just, no, it's, I all, it's just... okay because boy, I I felt the blood boil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I was like, "Why you can't say an update?" And I kept thinking of that game. I was like, <laughs> and, uh, "Another thing that, that that that's half, I would say, a quarter disappointing is the Batman Arkham trilogy." Batman Arkham Asylum is a good game. Batman Arkham City is a great game. And guess what? They play great. Listen to me. They play great on the Nintendo Switch because that's what the system it came out for, right? It plays great. We were just, my son, because he got his new Nitro deck, and him and my sister's boyfriend was playing Arkham City on the couch instead because everybody was getting into it. Like, oh man, remember Arkham City? Arkham Knight is terrible. And it's from the handheld guy playing this, I'm saying. It's terrible. It's almost unplayable. Mm-mm-mm. And with a game that so relies so heavily on the damn Batmobile, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to play it when the frames drop. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about. Oh, they dropped the thirty. I'm talking about thirty drops to lower than that. And, Especially when you're chasing someone. Oh, it went, oh my god! Hit, 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 hitting those kind of curves and stuff, bro. It's it's a wreck because the, the thing will freeze. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already a bad driver on these games. Like Grand Theft Auto and all that stuff. I'm bad at driving at these games. But guess what? This is worse. 
when it, when it comes to him gliding, he's like it's like he's glitching through the air. I'm like, y'all. And they had the nerve to come out on social media and they they said we released an update for Arkham Asylum. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is Arkham, he says, and they said, and, and you know, WB like, hey, we know the problems and there's going to be updates coming. I'm like, that should have been your first update. That should have been your first update. Do you know how long it took Ed Boone when anybody was clowning Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch? I mean, clowning. It got a, a three rating. He said, uh-uh, not on my watch. <laughs> now, he, but see, that's the problem. Everybody trashed him, but nobody want to go review the game now? That 1.9 uh, re- reaction? Because he, my guy said, hold this another game. And, that, and that's what I would say. I say, y'all, it's vanilla. Just wait. Just wait. But it's cool. Arkham Knight is terrible. And I get that, but the first impression is always the most lasting you're right. impression. You're absolutely right. I, that's why I can't I can't get mad. I personally, because I'm the one who, because I'm like, everybody's like, man, this is nowhere near as good as Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. I'm like, have you played it when it first came out? Because I did. It had the same problems. And he fixed it. That's how it works. <laughs> Jesus. Excuse me. And my final thing. Oh, so yeah, Arkham Knight was is, is disappointing. I wanted it to be good. My, it's not a game, but I think the Nitro deck is one of the greatest things that came out this year. Because when you said it was a good year for gaming, Sway, you know what also was a good year for? What? Handhelds. It was. We had a lot of updates. It's we true. got the Steam Deck, especially the Steam Deck OLED. Then we had all those uh, different PC uh, style handhelds uh-huh. that, that came out, and they, even though they, they are way too much money, still sold well. Even you, you gonna laugh? The PlayStation Portal has done really good. I heard. And I'm trying to figure out how. <laughs> I've been looking for that bitch for two months. I got beef. I'm sorry. Okay. Short oh. tangent. Sony. Get it the fuck together. <laughs> it's, it's the way you said Sony. <laughs> I'm Sony. sick of this shit. <laughs> okay. You, you, you want to tell me the journey or something? You just I stalked every website that was selling the portal yeah. for a month and a half at least. When they, they released it, when I knew you wanted it, I said, I'm going to keep looking. Yeah. And then I would see an article that says it's back in stock at insert retailer here. And you go, oh, it's sold out in 36 seconds. Get the fuck out of here. I was so mad. I'm going to be honest. Who buying it like that? That's like, what, <laughs> maybe peep it's... Peep this. Peep this. I know you're going to say... So I've been, you know, I, 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 I've been on doing my research about it and seeing the updates about it. And then... And, 90% of the reviews and things I've seen from professional or just regular content creators have talked about how much better they thought better than they thought it was. It's because they are traveling. I mean, traveling mm-hmm. almost cross-country. If you have a good Wi-Fi, if, 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 since we live here in Philly, if I go all the way to California and, they, and we're at a hotel, there's good Wi-Fi there, I can pick up my PS5 back home. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. But I can't do that shit with my imagination. So where is the system? 
I have a conspiracy. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like y'all are manufacturing lower than the demand to keep it scarce. That 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 is a possibility. Because I was like, y'all know folks want this. So what do we do? If ten thousand people want it, we gonna make fifteen hundred units, and y'all can fight it out, Bruh. I'm yeah. sorry. They I probably know. don't want that PS5 problem again with the scalpers. You know, that, maybe that is fair because when the PS5 came out of the that was ridiculous. I did see people reposting um, yeah, the portal. Like there was a couple that were up on resale sites for like three hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, which, in hindsight of how PS5 was, that doesn't seem that bad. It's still crazy, but it doesn't yeah. seem as bad. But I was just like, it's no way in the world nobody has them. Nobody for a month. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I would just say it. It's just been a good day for because everybody thought this thing was gonna be clowning, but this thing has been getting great reviews uh, throughout the everything, and people have been enjoying it more so than they thought they was gonna enjoy. I still think it needs a case. I still think it looks ugly. Yeah, cause why? But, why would I just have this thing walking around with me somewhere? Exactly. You asking for it to get broken? It, seriously. Yeah, the, the design is not smart. Yeah, I, I, I just said. I said it still looks ugly. Yeah, but but for what I seen on the screen and what it can do, and I was like, you know what? If you got a PS Five, and for somebody like me who is a handheld player and just wants you know to play, because like yesterday at Christmas time, I would just let to play my game. But could I? <laughs> no. But I'm like, if I could just go hide up in my office for a minute and play it, sure. Mm-hmm. But the Nitro deck that turns the Switch basically into like a an offset Steam deck, absolutely, is one of the best things. People also they complain about all the kinds of stuff that they're complaining because they're mad because it's too damn good. Basically, what it is everybody talking about? So, well, you know, the analog stick is uh, it's too low down. It can hurt the thumb. Like, Some so you're playing play. a Joy-Con, right? It's the yeah, same I, thing. I never heard that complaint before. In my I, I, life. I can see you the viewers that said this guy. I'm like, bruh, stop. Some people just have to have something to complain about because they know that folks want they want the controversy. They do. They do. They don't want somebody to say this was great. I'm really thoroughly enjoying this because if you got 26 videos of somebody saying they're really thoroughly enjoying it, and one person who was just like this joint's trash. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's that one dentist. Yes, because who is that fifth dentist? Don't know about that. They talk about go out there. I don't know, a, y'all. I don't like this. Come on. Yeah. They talk about so, go out. It's a better investment to get the retro flag. So I looked at the retro flag, and then what the guy said, he said it, it's not because the retro flag it scratches your it scratches your switch because it's metal. Why would you do that? And secondly, it doesn't have uh, a lot of the components that. And somebody said, well, I like to have my Switch charged at the bottom. I'm like, nobody likes to have their gaming charged at the bottom. Where the night you can charge it from the back so that the core don't get in your way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's better. You're an asshole for that. Okay, I'm just saying. You just don't, you don't, you don't want to. I've been trying to play this for two weeks. I just can't, I can't get to it. I will never touch this again. Oh. Meanwhile, the Nitro Deck offers updates. They update their connection when it comes to what it can do attached to the Switch. Who does that? That's insanely awesome. So stop it. Yeah, no. 
the the nitro deck for me when it comes to games is it, one of the best things that happened. All right, we got that out the way. That's fun. Yeah, well, that was. <laughs> let me okay. Uh, do let me just go down my documentaries and you and Lee's can do your music. Okay. Okay. So real. Real quick. So everybody knows I do documentaries. I so I don't watch them. He just like I let, I just let eight Mister Andy talk about them. If However, it's trashy and it doesn't have I to be with black people. Still. <laughs> you do too? Yeah, but I had one for the mid, mid year. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm going to go down my list from documentaries, for which I think was documentary specials from least favorite to the best, opposed to doing the best and worst list, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. I tell you this every year, Sway. I would like you to listen to me at least on one of these documentaries. Right. And that means go watch it. I, I checked out Woodstock. You did check out Woodstock. You know, I, I always think there's get another one. Woodstock that we didn't watch. Oh, like, good. there's a second documentary. Oh, okay. On another streaming service. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, for, this is from my least favorite to, to my favorite. Uh, the Chris Rock Selective Outrage. That's my least favorite this year. Is that considered a document? Doc- I said documentary and specials. Uh, oh, specials. Okay. Okay, okay. yeah. I felt as I was like, anybody really just wanted to see him come up there and talk about Will. And I'm like, okay, now when you take that section out, that was the last eight minutes of the show. How was everything else? Mid. That's how I felt. Now, I know, I, I, I don't know if you, if you saw the swag or not, but that's how I felt about it. So, I've heard about him talk about the Will Smith too, and I was like, it's a little too late. That, that, you know, that whole topic is as wet and gone. Yeah, Big Will out here doing his Big Will thing. So. Yeah, he out here living his life like none of that happened. So Exactly. And I love it. <laughs> and I love it. it. Next up, and this really hurt my heart, it's the Love to Love You by Donna Summer documentary. I was really looking forward to be good. Max has been striking out on a document, like yeah. the biopic documentaries. Yeah. I, Tina was not as, like enthralling as I had hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. And then you telling me Donna Summer was just like, meh. I was like, well, that sucks. See, I'm the kind of guy that loves, because I'm a stickler for information, mm-hmm. especially stuff that I don't know. And I'm not a, I'm not a journalist by any means, but I just love listening to, uh, finding out things that I don't know. Like, for instance, I was just talking to Swag about Merlin Santana. Yes. Uh-huh. And he wasn't too familiar with who he was. Well, not not offhand of who he was. I just explained to him that he figured out. He was like, oh, that's Romeo. Yes. Okay, so. Start with that. Yes, start, I did start with that. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, start with that. But I was, I was going down the wormhole because I wanted to find out more information opposed to just the obvious, like, oh, the man was killed. You know, he's more than that. I, at least I like to think so. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was going down. I'm just like, I've only seen two people talk about him in an interview. Maybe three. And I'm like, why? I need to know that kind of stuff. So when there's a documentary <laughs> stuff like that, I need to know. Uh, would you say sweat? No, I'm just laughing. I need to know why. <laughs> <laughs> and, in the Donna Summers documentary, it was come on, black people. Donna Summer. Donna Summer. <laughs> Excuse me. My apologies. When I tell you, are impulse to add a s yeah. to any and everything is hilarious but go ahead sorry 
uh, on the, on the Donna Summer documentary, they they do uh, where it's like you hear people interviews, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. Voiceover, and it takes me out of it. That's kind of weird. I yeah. hardly ever see documentaries where you don't actually see the people talking about them. Yeah, it it, it took me out of it. And, and the story, I was just like, people, human beings exist. You know, so you know, like you Wait, know what? And, and I, I say that because sometimes you can—it's it, it, like you try to skate around something. And I'm not—I don't need to know drama. I just need to know a life of somebody that you know to, to be captivated. This time, this story just wasn't captivating enough for me. That's why I say it's for me. Next one was the the DC story, the three-part uh, story of DC Comics that I felt felt flat bad because they tried it to did. it really kind of fell on his face a little bit they, they tried to put 75 years into three hours you can't do that would you say swim? that's 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 yeah that's not enough it's like i'm about to say michael jordan had 10 parts on one year and you're talking about 75 years for three hours everybody got like a cliff note and i thought this, i felt as though that wasn't it was I feel like they way. did a disservice to yes. the actual history of DC. Yes. Especially considering that y'all have been number two for a minute now. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it could have been, this could have, could have been something that could help you get, get back into the scene of things. It didn't. Next up, we have the One Day in America JFK. So One Day in America is a series of an event that happened literally one day in America. Mm-hmm. And... I really enjoyed the 911 one. Six parts broke 911 down in detail. I loved it. I watched it every year. But this JFK one, it was it was three parts and it was boring. And for some for for such an event that happened like that in history when JFK was, was assassinated, I felt as though there would be much more to to go to detail about. I told you yeah. when we talked about this the first time that it felt um I've been trying to find the right word because sanitized is not the right, maybe not the right word, but I feel like it's the closest I can come up with right now. Okay. It felt kind of sanitized. Like, they was just like, we're going to tell the story. Here's some people who were there, um, but we're not going to address, like, all the the real questions that people have and how people would have been like, it's a conspiracy. And then it, yeah. We're not going to get into that. We're just going to give you the straight up play for play of what happened that day, which we kind of already have. Seriously, yeah. And I tried it because when it came on, they played it for like six hours back to back. They played yeah. the whole thing all the way through like two or three times, and I was just like, I just can't. It's not. It's not grabbing me. It it, it wasn't grabbing grabbing me neither, and I felt so like okay, you could find a better education or a more interesting thing on watching the movie JFK with Kevin Cosner. The way he the way he breaks down the courtroom is great. So. Oliver Stone, by the way. Uh, next up, BS High. Oh. Uh, you talk about a documentary that's going to make your skin crawl. That because of, Because this guy's a pure asshole. BS High is what you need to look at. And uh, it's it's a documentary. I can't say I hate the way it's done, but the guy just, just pissed me off. He is so just the fucking worst. <laughs> I'll save it for my list. 
my own rant, but he's not a good person. Okay, good. I, I will go on. Now, now we're going to into the stuff. Oh, and then last for like for the release into it, Thriller Forty. Y'all know I'm a Mike fan. Y'all, y'all know I'm a Mike fan. Spike Lee did Bad Twenty Five, and Spike Lee did From Motown to Off the Wall. Two document, excellent documentaries about Michael Jackson. Do you think he did this one? No. We had Nelson George do this one, and it shows the quality of everything that's going on. The biggest selling album when it comes to Michael stuff in the eighties, you know, from Off the Wall to Bad Thriller, that's, always gets the short end of the stick. Gets the short end of the stick all the time. <laughs> Where this is the one that almost changed music history, you can argue. The most stuff happened the way Michael Jackson is in the future came from this era. And it only got 90 minutes, and it wasn't... It, it was basically like a somebody just being fans of Thriller. And we didn't get much information that we didn't know already. That sucks. And especially... And swear, you already know me. If, if I watch something about Michael... Yeah, I, I mostly know it, so I was like, "Okay, so give me <laughs> some." Got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know <what> saying. <laughs> but now I'm going into the documentaries I did like Stanley. That's basically what's called on Disney Plus. A story about Stanley, and he has a very interesting story because everybody to see Stanley, they, they think, "Oh, it's the old guy that does that did Spider Man." He's more than that, and. It's a 90-minute documentary on Disney+. Plus. That's a really good documentary about Stan Lee. It talks it, a lot of things I didn't know about uh, where he got the ideas from and what he came up in and his jobs before becoming a cartoonist and, you know, be, you know being uh, this legendary comic book writer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's really done well. I done, it was really tasteful to the memory of Stan Lee. So if anybody's a fan of Stan Lee, I'll check that out. South to Black Power. Interesting concept. So this documentary is about this guy. I forgot his name, but he's actually kind of known. Was saying that the only way that he sees for black people to gain true power in this country is to move back to the south. Now I'm not people who who are not familiar. The Great Migration is uh, an event that happened when, when black people move from the south to the north or to the west to try to find work. Yeah. And try to find a better life. And they realize, oh, it really ain't that much different, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, the population of black people down in the south, in southern states from Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, <clears throat> Georgia, he feels as though that if we migrate back to the south, we can gain the political power that we needed to help our communities out. Because right now, the south is stuck in a time zone. They, if, really, if not they really are yeah. just stuck in. You know how to say the South is slow? Yeah. And I've come to realize that as being, like, when I was a kid, people would say that. And I realized that as an adult, that it's not really, it seems as if these people are intentionally stuck in a in a time warp. Yeah. That, you know, the advances in, in opportunities and resources that we have here it'll take them years and years and years to get because when we say, when people say, oh, you need to vote or you need to go out and do things at the local level to help, you know, mm-hmm. your community. And, you know, you have people who are doing pushback and, oh, voting don't matter. In certain areas in the South, it doesn't because the things that we're trying to combat up here, like gerrymandering and things like that, 
already have happened down there. And that's why people are fighting so hard to make sure the Voting Rights Act is is permanent and make sure you can't redistrict and rezone things so that you could have a large population of black people in one area, but their local representative is still a person who could care less about them because of the way things are structured. Yeah. So this documentary, it break it, it, it it's it's the guy who's traveling and he's trying to explain his point. And one thing I love about this documentary is he gets pushback. That's what I like. It ain't just like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's go. People's like, well, hold on. I ain't trying to leave New York. Right. Or, yeah, people that send there saying, like, okay, well, now if we move all down there, we still got the problem of how we get people to vote. Mm-hmm. How do we change the narrative to help get uh, black people to vote still? Because just like Be- back in the day when, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut oh, you yeah. off. With, with civil rights, there was people who wasn't on board for civil rights either. Because yeah. they was like, I just want to keep my head down and stay alive. Yeah. So they was presenting these issues with him, and then it calls it calls for good conversation. So I was like, okay, this I actually liked it. So it's a good documentary. Next up, Bye Bye Barry. It's a it's it's a documentary about Barry Sanders, and I I I know about Barry Sanders because I know football, but I with the story behind Barry Sanders and why he's just so humble and how great this man was, and he just retired out the blue. I was curious about it. I thought he did a pretty good job about it. It, 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 was, it was really good for football fans out there. Like I said, I'm not get too much into it, but I did recommend check, check it out on Amazon Prime. Little Richard. So when when Lady Sketch said that they've been shooting blanks on Max, Little Richard was not one of them. Okay, I I it's on my list. Yeah, the Little Richard documentary was great because the thing is, I know Little Richard, but I don't know Little Richard. And the transformations that Little Richard had, which I didn't even know about. I didn't know Lil Richard Collie denounced his gayness at one point. I mean, he was raised like devoutly Christian. That yes, I did know. but he almost became a pastor like at one point. See, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, 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 because yeah. I remember seeing the Little Richard movie back in the day. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had like the framework of his life, but not yeah. like the nitty gritty stuff. And it's something. It's something he went through, and also of uh, you know being. Being ignored as one of the top pioneers, if not the top pioneer of rock and roll. He is the innovator. He is. A, yeah. If you see, why do fools fall in love? Uh huh. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this is a great, great doc. I, I was like, really enjoy. I sat there and watched that whole thing. You know, what I'm saying didn't skip, didn't stop, didn't do anything. That second, so I, I was really into it. And uh, I'll recommend if you know to go uh, check this out. Now, my number one documentary this year is a shocker to me. And this is the one I'm like, Swag, I think you need to check this out also. Okay. Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story. Shocker. So am I. I scroll past this. Yeah, you you got to sell this. You got to sell so this. I scroll past this eight times on Amazon Prime. I said, I don't care. Right? I was wrong to even say that. This thing is not to, this This documentary is something that. Uh, I was like, I'm surprised Tyler Perry gave us all the ins and outs of this one. Because not only Tyler Perry, this documentary explains what he had to go through as a child, his abusive father, why he does the Medea character, where he got it from, what inspired him to do that, and what. And I was like, that actually kind of makes sense. But also, along with that, it talks about the grinding that he had to do when it comes to the plays and, and the hard times. But. It also talks about the different dramas he's had with different directors, from Kenya Burris to Spike Lee, 
and why they don't and they he they even interview people on why they don't like Spike Lee. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, why, why they don't like Tyler Perry. Okay, oh, okay. question for you, since you yeah. watched it. Have him and Kenya Burris resolved their issue? I know him and Spike Lee eventually sat down and resolved their yeah. issues. Did him and Kenya Burris do I'm not sure. Okay. Well if they say it, I'm assume I'm assuming no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. And they they actually interview people who feel as though that Spike uh, that Tyler Perry, excuse me, that feels like Tyler Perry is hurting the community. They actually show footage of people protesting the Medea character and why they feel as though this is unnecessary. Oh, trust me, I've I've yeah. heard all the arguments and. For them to be open about that and talk about that, I I was not expecting that. And for him to give his reason of why it is, because I'm, I'm sitting thinking like, because he he showed footage of the whole argument him and Kenya Burris was having. Oh, they had an actual physical argument. It was it, it was a, a, a thing. Kenya Burris is just sitting there, you know, kind of like half listening. And Tyler is explaining to him like why he does what he does, and he really doesn't care how you feel. That would really piss me off. Yeah. I mean, just in general. Like, it would piss me off uh-huh. if I'm talking to you. Yeah. And I'm trying to have a civilized conversation between two adults. Yeah. And you are clearly just, like, checked out hat in one ear and out the other. Like, why are you here? But I'm sitting here thinking, like, Kenya Burris, come on now. You, you talk about product. You know, Obviously, he makes up for, for a certain audience, but you make up for a certain audience, too. You for sure do. That was, that's my... my so, Beef yeah. with their their whole thing, sir. You clearly yeah. there's something going on. Yeah. That this is the only formula you stick to when you make content, movie yeah. your content. Everything is mixed family. Yeah. Which you will have some people argue that they have an issue with as well. Mm-hmm. You should yes, everyone should be able to be represented, but everybody got some kind of complex with them. Yeah. So you're not exempt from criticism. Exactly. But then they also go with his accolades about how, no matter how we feel about Tyler Perry and his stuff, his movies when they come out they be hitting number one because he knows his audience. He got an audience. He knows how to stick to that audience, and he explains why that this audience is important to him. And then they go into the whole building and making of Tyler Perry Studios, and just seeing that whole the whole thing always just makes me so happy that he actually went out and did that and the whole sound stage that they did and uh, how he how he honored prominent African Americans with uh, naming the sound stages after them and him uh, being a father because at first I was like I really forgot the top was a father you know what I'm saying so him being a father and he explains why he works as hard as he does and he explained that he got because he, he knows the criticism that everybody's like, damn, he he the writer, he the director, he the producer, he do all that stuff. And he says that he got that from when he was doing the plays, and he was like, okay, he could be in the play or write the play, but then somebody out there is not uh, it, they don't have nobody selling the candy or somebody selling the candy or they're not, they're not doing the fact they don't know how to do it, which is keeping people from seeing the story because they'd be out there in line, be like, but you know what, I can do that too. And I could do it in a more entertaining way to help get people to to sell the people into the, watch the play, bring them mm-hmm. in, 
bring them into the play that I'm seeing, and I can do this, and I can, okay, I can learn how to do the stage hand because someday if you want something done right, mentality, you can learn how to do it yourself. All right, now, we got to stop there with Tyler I'm, Perry. <laughs> I, I agree with <laughs> Let me stop you, Tyler. I'm just, I, 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 I agree. But I'm saying with, <laughs> with, but that works for the plays, but as yeah. you have gotten this big now, you do go on, You do need some some quality writers, and you do need some stuff like you need quality control. Yes. Somebody has to be able to say this is not this. Either this doesn't work, or this needs to be edited, or yeah. this can be. And also, you have to also realize your personal limitations. Um, you know, if you know your. Oh, okay. I think it's a delivery. Uh, if you you're not a woman, mm-hmm. you you're not even a you're a man of a certain age. I'm not asking you to write as an older man, a younger man, uh, oh, especially a woman, because he's a lot of women centered things. Why are you single handedly writing sisters by yourself, sir? Exactly. But however, I like that 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 I, I can do that there. It's, it's all explained. So I recommend it that you go check that out because y'all can start on the mute. Okay. So we did a mid-year already and my uh, my list is pretty much the same because I watched a few more documentaries that I was like, I, I either liked or was just like, eh, whatever. So I had The Curious Case of Natalia Grace was on the bottom. And not because it wasn't um, informative or anything, but because them last couple episodes went off the rails a bit. We stopped talking about the child and the case. And it got really into the parents. Um, and I was just like, um, I don't, I don't need to hear that much stuff about the parents. And why they was, they was nuts. <laughs> but the dad is, he is a bit thrilled. And they didn't talk to the mom, so I can imagine she is as well. But I didn't. We didn't hear anything from her. So apparently, they're doing a follow up where they actually talk to the girl Natalia Grace. Um, and her special comes on in January, and I'm a bit curious to see what she has to say because while I can believe that she is a bit older than they let her on to be. Everything about all this was shady, from the way they adopted her to probably the way she got here, to everything that happened after she got to the house. Um, I think the mom did manipulate the situation to make it look worse than it was, but I also could believe that she was acting out. And I can also believe that that shady adoption agency they got her from was um, made her younger than she was. Something, something is not, you know... Tell them the milk ain't clean, as they like to say with that case. Um, so next would be a Glitch, the Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. Now, see, I missed this whole HQ Trivia thing that popped off some years ago. Because it got really, really hot, and then it fell off pretty fast. But the documentary was cool. Um, I was just like, I didn't think it would be so much behind this this little app that y'all y'all had going but it is um it was an interesting story it's kind of sad one of the founders died i think he ended up ODing, i believe um 
and the other one was kind of shady. So it, it was it was it was interesting enough. Um, what's next? I would say the Twin Flames documentaries. Now, this is another one of those documentaries where it's one topic, but more than one uh, streaming service does a story about it kind of thing. Like with Firefest. So there's one on Prime and there's one on Netflix. Listen, um, this shit is wild. And I have always been interested in watching like cult based documentaries. Where, cause I'm, I've been always been so curious about how people get wrapped up in a cult. This shit was nuts. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm curious now. I'm very curious now. I don't know how, like, how people come up, like, came about upon this. But basically, if you've ever heard of the concept of having a twin flame, it's kind of like having a soulmate. Like you know how they say, you know, two twin flames stay. Like, they can't, they always are attracted to each other kind of thing. Yeah. So, this couple started this service called Twin Flames where they, it was kind of like a self-help deal. Like, you would come and they'd coach you through trying to find, basically, your twin flame or your soulmate. Right. But then it went left very fast because it started getting weird when they were telling people, oh... Um, that guy you met at McDonald's that you liked a little bit, that's your twin flame. And ba- they were basically <laughs> telling, like, they would say, oh, there's this guy I have a crush on that I work with or that I ran into in this, you know, whatever setting. And I really like him, but I'm not really sure how to approach him. So they would, like, try and coach him to, to go and talk to this person. But then once the person, they did approach him and they was like, no, I'm not interested, they would tell them to be persistent. And some people were at, like just straight up stalking. Huh. One girl went to jail. Sorry, it's not fun. And, and the you know what is a little bit funny the the way she was trying to explain it. She was like, "It was a complete coincidence. After he got the restraining order, I went out for my birthday and I didn't know he was going to be there. So then he called the cops and they locked me up." Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fishy. Something's fishy. And it was a mess. Like, she ended up going back with her parents because she really, like, fucked her whole life up off, off this stalking charge. And she wasn't the only one who ended up either getting in some kind of legal trouble or the person was just like, please leave me alone. And was just like, you, I, I'm uncomfortable with how persistent you are. Then it took another left turn when it started getting, it started getting culty. Okay, they started telling these people, they was like, basically brainwashing these people to believe that whoever we say they were matchmaking whoever we say your twin flame is is who your twin flame is and that's how they started with the people on the outside when they realized there was resistance from the people on the outside they started matching people from the inside that that's cool. was just like i they were like i don't really i'm not attracted to this person or i don't feel anything for this person and they would tell people then it got weird where they were just like they were like, we're queer affirming here. We we love queer people, um, because they were had they had like some some um, gay and lesbian people, and they had some trans people in the group. But then it got weird when they were like, it was two women, two women who previously would not have considered themselves a lesbian or queer, and they would match them up and be like, one of you has to be the man. 
And they was like, what? Like, they had video of a class where it was, like, these two people, because eventually they started having people become coaches, and they had to bring other people in under them, which sounds like a what? A pyramid scheme. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, there, it was, it's a lot of stuff, but the wild part is the way they've been navigating all of this, none of it is actually illegal. So, like, they can't, they're still actively going today. They can't really shut down. Mm-hmm. So, they would tell these people, like, they were... Basically, arguing with this lady, it was like, I don't remember their names. So, say their names were like Anne and Susan. Okay. And it would be like, Susan, you're the feminine energy. Anne, you're the masculine energy. But your name should be Dan. Because how can you be of masculine energy with a name like Anne? And she's like, I never really thought about being a masculine energy and having a masculine name. And dude was just like, your name is Dan. I'm going to refer to you as he. Like, it was, it was wild. That sounds kind of creepy. So they were like having people get rid of their act, like their spouses they already had. They were having people. Like it was a mess. And then they eventually, because you have to have some some uh, responsibility in this too. So I can't say that they just did this, but they were coercing people into getting top surgery and getting gender reassignment surgery. And they were just like, I'm not really comfortable with. They can this. do that. They were, they were just, like, pressuring them, like, but you're the man. How are you going to be the man and you still have breasts? Or how are you the man and you haven't had reassignment surgery? It was it was wild. And then they had some of the people living with them on their, like, property. Yeah. They would say, oh, you don't need to be chasing after things. Things don't matter. Your twin flame matters. But they have, like, this massive house somewhere in Michigan or something like uh-huh. that. Where they were trying to eventually get everyone to move onto the property with them. But in the meantime, they had some people who would come and live with them and work for them for free. Like, they were running this whole organization through the volunteer work of the members. Like, accounting, recruiting, like, just regular day-to-day HR, all that kind of stuff. Volunteers. I was like, bro, this is a cult! That's, that's, mm-mm. and they talk to people. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> they talk to people who had gotten out, and they also, because in the one, in the prime one, it was primarily people who had gotten out of it. Yeah. But in the Netflix one, it was a bit more in depth, and they talked to family members of people who still were involved, or were they, or were basically in that transitional, we're trying to get deprogrammed stage. Okay. Um, as well as people who got out. So, the Netflix one, I think, went a little bit more in-depth. If you put them both together, they would be one whole documentary, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But it was just like, I was like, this is fucking wild. (laughs) I would have never been like, you know what? The self-help group is telling me that I need to stalk this man. Let me get to stalking. Like, that is crazy. So, that was that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get so, so off the um off on that one okay so one of the new ones i watched was bad surgeon love under the knife it's on netflix and i had watched a short video about this dude but he is wild it was this uh i believe it was italian he's an italian surgeon named paolo macarini and he worked at like this um institution in sweden i believe they are the institution that gives out the nobel peace prize for medicine Mm -hmm. i believe so they're like super prestigious whatever 
Um, but, and I say whatever because when all this came out, they did their best to sweep it under the rug. So he was doing these experimental surgeries where people would have cancer or injury or something of the sort. And he was putting plastic windpipes in their body and saying it was an experimental surgery and basically lying and saying they were doing great and none of the patients survived and it ran the gamut there was a guy who had cancer so who, doing great. who passed there was a two-year-old who i believe i don't know if she had cancer or she had um like a different sickness but she passed there was a girl who was an accident who was in an accident in russia i believe and she had surgery she passed and there was another guy who had the surgery and he elected to do the surgery he passed but he, and his argument was, well, it's, you know, it's experimental. I never said people were going to live. And I was like, why do y'all keep letting him do this if the results are not resulting? Like, we're not, like, we're not getting what we're at, we're looking for from this. Because he was lying and saying that he was taking these plastic pipes and soaking them in stem cells. And putting them in people's body hoping that they're like they would acclimate to the rest of their body mm-hmm. but what was really happening was he was putting like pvc pipe in these people's throats and moving on about his day and they would end up having them taken out but they would just be like in excruciating pain until they died it was horrible so on top of that he was doing that and then it all came out because he started dating this lady who was a news producer from the u.s he lied about like he had another family over in um Italy or it was it was Italy and he lied about that and he would just say he was flying back and forth because of the surgeries when he was really just like he would go and visit her and he would go back and visit the wife it was a whole thing now in the video I saw it didn't get in depth into it but in this documentary yeah. we find out that his wife that he has a child with was the mother of one of the patients that he botched the surgery so my thought was in order to stop her from like pursuing charges or bringing this to light he started like romancing her and eventually got her pregnant she had another child i said that's fucking wild there's a lot going on it's a lot so then, <laughs> this, is, this is a lot so then he gets they he starts the family with this lady Meets up with this lady who's supposed to be doing a news story on him mm-hmm. and starts like smoothing her and they get engaged and she like pulls her daughter out of school. She gets ready to move over to Barcelona with him like not and, and he's like, don't worry, I'm going to plan our wedding and then lies to her and says that he got the Pope to perform the ceremony. Now, sir, the lady isn't Catholic. Which, if you are Catholic, I don't know how loose, like, the rules and requirements have gotten. Mm-hmm. But, as a person who was Catholic who could not get married in her own church if she wanted to, because you are not Catholic, mm-hmm. you would know. They typically do not perform ceremonies for where both the parties are not Catholic and one or more of the parties that were divorced. And both of them were divorced. Mm. And she was not Catholic. And she was like, how? He was like, I'm the Pope's personal doctor. My man's. <laughs> I blame her for believing some of this shit. So basically, she believes all of this, tells all her friends to buy tickets to this wedding in Italy, and they find out that 
it's all a lie because somebody emails her a news story about the Pope supposed to be in, I think it was like Argentina or something, on the day of her wedding. Mm -hmm. And it had been booked for months and months. So there was no way he was going to be at their ceremony. Then she started calling the venue where she was supposed to be having it. They had never heard of the wedding. It was a whole thing. Everything basically unraveled. So she took her non-refundable plane ticket (laughs) on the day of the wedding and tracked him down where he lived and then saw the wife and kids outside and found out he was lying about everything the whole time. So his colleagues had, um, his colleagues had submitted what they, uh, thought was scientific fraud to the, I think it's called the Carolina Institute where he worked at in Sweden and they ignored it. And like, basically retaliated against these people and tried to make them quit or get them fired. But then when this all came out, they had to let him go. But by that time, you ruined like three or four other people's lives because they tried to blow the whistle on him when just the medical shit was coming out. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting... I would say if that sounds like something you would uh, be interested in, go check it out on Netflix. I'm scared. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Straight scared. The next one is telemarketers, and this one was wild as well. This is on Max. It is about these, um, like, janky call centers that used to call. If you ever gotten a call and it was like, hey, would you like to donate to the Fraternal Order of Police and keep the, yeah, those kind of calls? Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. these sketchy call centers that would be doing all kinds of, like, weird shady stuff to get donations and they would be telling people they were cops or firefighters to get it turned into like this big fraud like there was this guy who was like high school dropout they hired him at like 14 or 15 which i was just like is that illegal and the other guy who was like the star of it he was like a reform like um recovering addict who at the time when the footage was shot because they used to like take videos and everything of all the stuff that was happening in the office if you've ever worked in a call center ooh child the ghetto okay it's it's <laughs> rough in there so they were videotaping all the stuff that was happening and um they t- they found out in the meantime that there was this big like network of fraud going on with these call centers so they started trying to investigate and they eventually talked to somebody in, I think it was, was it Congress? One of the, um, one of them folks down in Washington, they went and talked to him and his staffers to see if somebody, like they could get the, um, they could get something done, like shut down these centers or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did start shutting them down, but there's a whole like network going on that they can't seem to like infiltrate. I don't know. I watched it a while ago, so I can't really give you the whole rundown of what exactly it was. But it was interesting nevertheless. Now, I saved this one for last because fuck bull. Alright. Oh. BS High. It's a well done documentary. But this man, I hope he get everything that's coming to him. Because he is big trash. Why would you? It's just like it felt so. The whole thing felt so predatory, and it's so ridiculous to me that he knew he knows exactly what he's doing, mm-hmm. 
and he's doing it the way he is because he knows nothing will happen to him because of who he's doing it to and where he is uh, committing the crime. Because since it was registered as a Christian or private school, there was nothing that the state could technically do to stop him. And you go into these communities and you, you cherry pick these boys out of um, these crazy environments whether it be because like their school is trash or they come from a single parent home um and they may be lower income so this seems like a great opportunity for them mm-hmm. but he it was just like he had no remorse for any of the stuff that he was doing i was like this nigga's a psychopath i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it slipped at least a sociopath. Like, he just had no care in the world. for these. He was putting loans and, like, PPP loans in these boys' names. Ooh. And getting the money and talking about, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't ruin these kids' lives. It. That documentary is a mess. I Just go watch it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the dead horse. There are tons of videos about BS High. It's just fuckball for the rest of my life. I, <laughs> if I ever fought <laughs> a ministry, I would love to run a fade. Yeah, I'd just probably go to jail. I'm going to hit him. Absolutely. Keep stop- Line it up. Keep Quan Chi stopping his head in the ground. As we, uh, as we used to say back in the day, throw me a box. I just, I can't. He, he's an asshole. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It pisses me off. Even when I'm just like going through net, like through HBO Max, and I scroll by, and I be like, "Fuck him." Makes <laughs> <laughs> uh, me so that's mad. That's crazy hate. Oh, crazy. and my my masks were Millie Vanilli and Thriller Forty. That's yeah, it. That's still so hard. It's still so heartbreaking. So it looks like here that uh, before we get into you know uh, the main event here. Every year, Swag and Lee sketch the do do music about things. And Swag was very interested about stuff you want to say. And I'm I was very very interested in what Swag gonna say. Swag already told me last month what his number one one album was. Oh God. I don't know if it still stayed that way, but uh, no, it didn't. Did. No, it didn't. That that was straight bias. Uh, okay, okay, uh, cool. Okay. Speaking objectively now, I'm like, no, that that, that wasn't. I okay. like that album, but. No, that was okay, that was cool. me on a high. My goat was back and I, I just couldn't believe it. Oh, <laughs> so damn, that, means, I was like, that, that means you about to get future. I really hope that's not what we about what? to get. Oh no, Future didn't uh no Future didn't come out with an album this year. <laughs> okay, he he said his so. goat, so I was just like yeah. Alright, well he, he, he about uh, he, it's about time for him to come back, but uh, so. he over there and that whole album's gonna be a, a Russell Wilson diss track. I'm okay with it. I'm there. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't expect Future to grow up. That's the okay. <laughs> you know I what? You gotta temper it. your expectations. Yeah, Drake. Like you, you pushing forty, you still talking about the same thing. But uh, the, uh, that's not here there. Uh, should I start mine? Yes, you, you, yes, please. Yeah, I just that, talked uh, a bunch. I'm sure these folks how to hear me. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, since we just said Drake, Drake for all the dogs uh, is number ten. Um, yeah, it's just what I expected from Drake. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Again, like, yeah. temper your expectations. Yeah, it's like, it was like, bro, you you, you could have done something, but you didn't. Uh, I did like the song with J. Cole. 
uh, a first-person shooter. Really good. Really great collaboration with his uh, with him. And I knew this album had to be good for the sole fact that Drake pulled out Party Next Door out of his cave. And I was like, "Is about where has he been? Well, why are you just leaving this man without food and water? But hey, I need a hit song. Come along with me. Party Next Door is his bad boy roster. It really, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, uh, Jake is number ten. Uh, number nine, Victoria Monet Jaguar Two. Hey, um, was it was it this album? She had a song that said, "Don't call me, call your mama." I'm gonna start saying that to people. <laughs> as yes. much as I, I, I can't say it that word, it's this but album. I'm gonna start saying, that to, "Don't call me, call your mama." You got a problem? Don't call me. <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh man, that was such a." I was singing that out loud. This song made me feel like a bad bitch. I, I'm gonna be I'm, yeah. This <laughs> album made me. This album made me feel like a bit like it, it. It's certain albums that just bring that up. Like SZA, she just brings that. Wait, was SZA this year or last year? That was this year. Uh oh. I may have to make an adjustment real quick. Uh, but let I'll go on to my um number eight, Spider Verse by Metro Boomin. Really solid album. I didn't expect anything crazy. I will say there's not a song better than Sunflower on this album. However, the collection of songs on here were much better than the collection of songs on the first Spider-Verse album, where I think he did a good job. Um, I don't like Coyle Ray at all, but somehow Metro made a song with her that was really good. And only Metro could do that. Number seven, New Blue Sun by Idre 3000. This is... This is house cleaning music at its finest. House cleaning music at its finest. I felt good listening to this album. And I know everybody wanted Andre to rap. I wanted Andre to rap. I know. But look, I have not listened I'm to it like yet. And not like because I don't want to. I just really haven't gotten around to it. it it's not a travel <laughs> and listen to. It's more of a, of a I need background noise type of listen to. Okay. Um. Oh, my phone uh, went to sleep. Okay, number six. Let's start here by Little Yachty. If I had to get someone artist of the year, it would be him because he has done impress me on levels that I didn't even think was possible. Um, making this a uh, little punk, uh, funk album, uh, funk rock album was actually a surprising thing to hear from him uh, and someone of his caliber. Uh. I started listening to a little bit more of his music this year, and I started really liking him. And he started a record label with uh, two people that I really enjoy. One name is Draft Day, the other is Caribou, and I really enjoy them. But yeah, he somehow withstood the test of time and is still relevant, which is shocking. Uh, Number five, Michael by Killer Mike. I ain't gonna lie. The whole reason this is on this list and the one that's carrying this, I, the album's good. It's not bad by any means. The album's good. But that Andre 3000 song with Future, I, man. That's the best song on it. That is the best song on the album. I was like, oh I'm my sorry. God. I'm sorry. I just. I, uh, is that how the one like classwords on the front of it with little yes. double ears? Yeah. yeah. Boy. How yeah. do you pick those two together and then. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, I don't know how he picked 
I don't. Andre I 3000. feel like they weren't in and the studio Future. at the same time. They couldn't have been. They couldn't have been. <laughs> they couldn't have been. I don't think Future's ever in the studio with anyone when he makes collaborations because they never go with anything that's happening. <laughs> I did see a picture with him and SZA, and I was like, this about to be the most toxic thing I've ever heard in my life. No, you got to throw, um, who's some more toxic folks? Throw some Brent Fires on there. Yeah, Brent. Some division. Is, I don't even listen. That would be, like, like, too toxic for radio. Yeah. Brent is is a, is a interesting case, because it's like, he knows he is. And he's like, I'm going to keep it up. I'm like, um, how about no? Our kid likes him, and I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, oh. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. Somebody um, help him. <laughs> uh, number four, Utopia by Travis Scott. I got to give him credit here because by I can who? never sit through a Travis, Travis Scott. Scott album. Travis Scott, okay. I can never sit through an album of him. It's, it's just, I can only take him in doses. Uh, like it's like Meek Mill. I could only take Meek a uh, one Meek Mill song a year, and I'm done. Uh, but somehow he, I think he. This is his best when it comes to production and performance and just switching lanes. However, it does sound a lot like um, Kanye was Jesus, which Travis Scott was a producer on. So I could understand the influences, but influences there. But this was a pretty solid album. Number three, Rocket Power by Quavo. I didn't think this was going to be on my list. I'm not going to lie. I heard one single by Quavo called Honey Bun. Forgive me for saying this, but when I heard the song, I was like, you didn't mourn enough. Thank this you. This is not Sorry. good. I was like, this is not good whatsoever. He didn't mourn enough. You damn That's right. actually quite funny. I was like, bro. what? I was like, get out the studio. Get out the studio and take some time off. Then he come out with this. It's a tribute to his nephew. Uh, I heard a little sample of it. He talks about situations he's uh, going through with the whole Migos and, you know, him with his nephew dying. And I was like, I'll, I'll give it a chance. And I heard it. I was like, I don't know who was in your corner in the studio, but keep them there for good. Give them a full-time position because this is some of the best things I've heard from you, period. It, that was a really good album. That I still play. Um, it, it's really good. Number two, Split Decision by Dave and Central C. I like Central C a lot. I haven't listened to Dave before, but them two collaborating was something really nice that I didn't expect. I'm not in the UK rap, but if you could get me in the UK rap, you, you're getting <laughs> on this list. Because it's something by UK rap that's just like pure annoying. What's but, that? Y'all see, I know you seen that video with the dude rapping with the like page boy hat and the gloves. Oh my god. What? Oh, um uh what's his name? Um oh Unknown god. P. So funny thing about that's a parody. I know, but that's it, a parody. It sounds yeah. very much Oh yeah, he, <laughs> he he kills it. Riding round in a rover. If yes. I see Optimus over. I was like, what? That's <laughs> like, how what they is... do it on there? Sometimes. <laughs> oh my I was like <laughs> I was like, yo, he's he's actually kinda killing it. That's why it's funny because it's actually quite close. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number one, Heaven Knows by Pink Panthers. I've been who? a Pink Panthers fan for it. Pink Panthers? Am okay, I saying it okay. right? Oh, okay. I thought I was saying it wrong. Uh, I've been a fan of her for a while, and this is just this this album made me feel like I was floating. Now there were problems <laughs> with a lot Sorry. of features on here. Um, it just didn't fit the vibe she was going with. I like the Central C feature. It was okay, but again, 
without him, it would have been even better song. Same thing with uh, Rima, I think his name is. Uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. But, yeah, this was, oh my God, this was such a good album. This was such a good album. And, and she really got out of that box of uh, uh, Boy's a Liar. And I was like, thank God. Because that, that song was getting tiring after a while. Um, honorable mentions, SZA, SOS. I can't believe I forgot that came out this year. Um, what was it? I just had another one. And I lost it. Uh, oh, Burner Boy. Burner Boy, that was a good album. But his last one was much better. Um... Don't you hate that? It man, <laughs> you have no idea, especially for how great that last album was. And um, yeah, that's how I feel about Nas. Nas's albums, like I didn't dislike them, but I didn't like them as much as the King's Disease series. Right, right. I oh, like I, them. I want to say I like the Doja Cat album, but I'm afraid demons are gonna haunt me, so I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> Get it together, Doja, please. I, get help. Is Doja slipping? That, that slip. She fell. She <laughs> she did a she did a full sprint off the edge. I was like, "What's going on with Doja Cat?" Yeah, I I I don't know, and I don't question it anymore. I just take what I can. Also, um, this is not an album, but it's a song, "Hillbillies" by uh, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Baby Keem, thank you. For having Kendrick stop making musical bean pies, I, I had enough of it. Did Rap you say musical bean, bean pies? pies? Where did you get that yes. from, <laughs> bro? I, I'm like, bro. It, it's just like there's a time and place for it. All right, <laughs> we Kendrick, we know you can rap. Just have fun. All right, we know what you're capable of. Okay, I don't want to hear a story about your uh, auntie. I don't. I don't want to hear we cry together. I I don't want to hear that stuff. Okay, just have. Fun, just have fun. I, thank you, Baby King, for getting him on the right track. Musical uh, yeah. bean pies. That's wild. Every time I listen to Kendrick, I gotta put a kufi on, and it's like I don't want to. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate that. That's if that's where he at right now in this space, then be there. I want people to be them their authentic selves rather than make something because it is what is popular in the moment. That's now, like side Drake, though. Uh, combination. Yes. Combination. <laughs> he upsets me so deeply in my soul. I just, just for the record, where he's is mixtape Drake? Man, at? he's thirty-six. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing I forgot. Um, the black, the the the, the little brother documentary. Throw that on there. I appreciate folks being able to um, like talk a talk. Be honest about what went wrong and things and be introspective about their part and how something fell apart because far too often people are not honest about what really happened or they're telling one side of the story or they're not accepting any of the blame Mm -hmm. and it's just i hate that shit it's like when people write memoirs and don't want to tell you anything and it's like i don't have a right to your business but why you put out this memoir and that's... If you was gonna bullshit us the whole time, I'm confused. Anyway, I'm sorry, but um, I'm are you are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I'm okay. Done. There was no future album this year, so I can't <laughs> think of number one. That's the only reason why we didn't get one. <laughs> now I will start by saying my list is not very hip hop heavy. 
That's shocking, actually. I have yeah, not. That's very shocking. I have not listened to a whole lot of music. Period. This year, I'm still kind of getting out of my rut of, um, like ever since the pandemic started, I don't listen to as much music. It's a little difficult to. Oh, I thought it'd be the opposite, wouldn't? It? No, because I'm here in this house all the oh, time with a toddler. That, okay. Yeah, I listen to more music when I'm traveling. Exactly. Gotcha. Oh, so my, no, I wasn't no, I right. get you. I just, I, I understand. I am not able. My circumstances have changed. I'm not in the office all day where I can put my headphones on and just like put my head down and work. Mm-hmm. I'm not commuting where I have two to three hours of time to just listen to things that are on my list of albums to listen to. So I really don't have the time to sit down with music or books, honestly, anymore. So, I have a very short list. It's not even a full 10. Um, this is still a list. Let's do it. And it's not in any order. So, you know, don't bite my head off. So, um, I'm going to start with Kenyon Dixon, the R&B you love. He made my list last year with his, um, his album he had in 2022. He makes good music. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria Monet, Jaguar 2. I love Victoria Monet. I'm just happy to see her getting her her recognition now because she's been around for a minute, um, playing the background. She's she gives me very much unproblematic Carrie Hilson vibes because <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Hilson could not get her own, yeah, get out she, her own uh, way. Carrie Hilson something. <laughs> she can't get out her way. It's 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 actually quite upsetting. Um, <laughs> Janelle Monae, The Age of Pleasure. Now I will say I enjoyed this album for what it was. Did I enjoy it as much as I enjoy her other albums? No. Uh-huh. However, going to see her in concert made me like these al- these this album much more. Okay. Like, you know how there are certain versions of songs that you like? Like, you like a, the live version is better than the studio version, or the remix is better than the original version, whatever. The songs were cool, but seeing them performed, the production value, and the actual, like, I don't I don't know what it, it was, something about the experience of seeing her do this album live, especially mixed along with her other songs, because she went back, back, when she did the, like, the end of her show, it was, um, it was, like, something from her very first, well, not her first album, her first commercial album. Yeah. And I was like, man, I haven't heard this song in a minute. So it was it was nice to see the trajectory of where she has come from to what where she's at right now. Because it kind of speaks to what I was saying before about wherever you at in your journey, make music that's authentic to that. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's where she at. That's where she at. Because um, I have seen people with like pushback about, oh, why she running around naked and doing... She's always kind of been off center guys that was that's kind of her whole thing <laughs> it's just like i'm i'm not in the box so she doing like one of those um chloe videos that everybody started criticizing her no it's more of the you know how they make the joke about the girls who got the crystals and the, the sage and the healing rocks and yeah. the, and they be like oh these girls just as toxic as the other ones they just dress like erica badu kind of thing okay She's in that era where it's just like, um, free, free to tipple, free, free to nipples. I'm finna have my titties out and be running around kissing girls because that's what I want to do right now. 
But she always been in that vein. She just didn't say outright, you know, I like, I like whoever she, because I think she's like pansexual or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Um. She just likes love. Pretty much. Feeling good. So it's that was a, it was a cool album. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon Thomas, Electric Dusk. He made I, an album. What happened? He made an album. Yes, he did. I, I gotta listen to it. I didn't know that. Um, it's not like super high on my list, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Crash and Burn. That's my shit. It was on. I think it was on one of my most played, like my wrapped for this year. Um, so sh- that was good. Uh, uh, Black Milk. Everybody good. Enjoy. Black it's- Milk. That's, that's that's a name right there. <laughs> He is good because he's a producer. He's a decent producer. And he's also a decent rapper. Okay. Everybody can't do both those things. You are right. Walk at you go. So <laughs> Black Thought and I always mess this. I don't know if I'm saying the name right. Black Thought and the L Michaels affair. I think that's the name. Glorious Game. Y'all know how I feel about Black Thought. Oh, I know. Always your book. and forever. And you bought me the book and my dad bought me the book. It's it's he serious. Should, he should have called me. Yeah, listen. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. I know. Um, <laughs> and <then laughs> Alex Isley and Terrence Martin, I Left My Heart in Ladera. That was a good album. Um, that one. And then the next one, Cleo Soul Gold. Both, you know, the vibe R&B type of feel. Um, so if that's what you're looking for in the moment, I always suggest those two to people. And then Yusuf Day's Black Classical Music. I, um, the Negro in me is a sucker for drums. Okay. I, <laughs> I love me some drums and I really enjoyed this album. Uh, I just recently found out about it. So I need to go back and listen to it again and get like, you know, really get into it. But I liked it. Um, and then I got a couple mad, or I like I wanted to I wanted to like these more than I did. Okay. And y'all gonna be shocked, but Michael by Killer Mike is one of them. I really wanted to love this album. Uh huh. I did not love this album. It, it was good for what it was. It was just like, yeah. It just yeah. <laughs> after because I've been following the Run the Jewels, um, the, the like the run that they had. Yeah, and I was really into that. Surprisingly, I I did not expect to like Run the Jewels as much as I did, and I did. I was like, all right, cool. And because I've been a Killer Mike fan since when he was with Outkast the first time around, and I was like, cool, he got an album out. Let me listen to it. And I tried twice to really like get into it and sit with it, mm-hmm. and I didn't hate it. Like like and said it was good for what it was. I just. It didn't hit me like I thought it would hit me. I'll say that. So, it's not a bad album. It's not my worst or anything. That's It's far from that. Um, but, I think that I will give myself, now that I got this, this time this week, maybe I will give myself some more time to listen to it. Yeah. And, like, sit with it for a little bit. And the other one, now this one disappointed me. Brandy's Christmas album. <laughs> Brandy. Mm. Not being rocker. That's random. This is I know this is random, but y'all know. <laughs> Not be rocker. If anybody knows, I have a very very long Christmas playlist. 
So every year I go through and I try and update it. And, you know, if somebody puts out a new Christmas album, that's not the same six songs. It just did not hit the air pleasantly. I, I did not enjoy it. Yikes. And the wild part is, no. I talked to more than one person who listened to the album, and they said the same thing is without the, my prompting. Is, is it their way? Is she singing it? She, because you know how everybody, um, like, not everybody, because there are some people who like to dispute it. Her nickname, since she was younger, has been B-Rock. the vocal Bible. Oh. Like, she, she, she be giving you the vocals, right? Yeah. This album, she was not, it felt like she was trying to be, like, sultry. And I was like, but that's not what I'm looking for when I listen to a Brandy album. Like, I'm just listening, I'm looking for you to give me some vocals. And it just was not there. And even the song choices. It was just like, do I appreciate... It's like when you get you hear a new gospel song that's not like the same song over and over again. I'm like, okay, I can get with this. Uh-huh. I look for the same stuff in Christmas music because we, we've been singing the same songs for 60, 70 years at this point. It's like, these sound like regular songs that you said Christmas in. Yeah. But I don't even really... I can't really get with the regular songs. Like, it's just... It's weird. It, it's, it's, it was disappointing, to say the least. I'm sorry about that, my love. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I love Killer Mike and I love Brandy. Yeah, I, and that, it, that it's I upsetting. So, did you ever get a chance to listen to the flute album? Because I want to hear your opinion about the flute album. The, oh, I have not. No, when he, okay. remember when he said I, I haven't listened to it yet. It's on my list of albums to like give a listen to. Because I feel like that's not something... That I can speed through and then be like, oh yeah, this is whatever. Again, I like to give an album some time to sit and be like, did I really like this or not? Uh-huh. Eh. Let it cook. Gotcha. Um, real quick, uh, me and uh, Young Chubbs, he was uh, in a car. He told me about something that was disheartening. About Lenny Williams coming out with a new song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, I sent it to him. I sent it to him. I get. I guess you guys already know. Yeah. Yes. She took my balls. I have never been more disappointed in my life. <laughs> and I was like, "Turn this off, man." I, I don't. <laughs> he damn near ruined um his previous. What? What? Because I love you. Gosh, him. I I can't even remember. Yes, he damn near ruined that for me. I was like, "Bro, why did he make this? Did he play that?" Like, like, so were you in the car when I said that to him? No, he was. He was just like, you know, Lenny Williams got a new song out. I was like, really? Yo, put it on. Then he played that. I was like, stop playing. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Took my draws, man. <laughs> Bruh. I saw that and was just like, this the new candy pants. <laughs> he was so disappointed. <laughs> okay, that. That's not as bad as Smokey Robinson coming out with an album named Gasms. It's it's a little bad, but you're right. It's not as bad as Smokey's. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I fit in there. It's still disturbing to me. Probably <laughs> making fun of the no, no, let me tell you the Let me tell you the song names on Gasm. It's a nine-track album. Oh, yeah, we, song, we know some of them. Oh, you already? Okay. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Gasms. How you make me feel? I want to know your body. I keep calling you. Roll around beside you. If we don't have each other, you fill me up. 
I fit in. I fit in there. She what, just. What? I don't think you heard. She just said it like I fit in there. I didn't. <laughs> he missed that one. You missed her saying that. She's. I fit. I fit in there. What are these old heads doing? We don't know. Truly, we don't. They try to come back out because you know, y'all try to keep breathing, breathing life into them. That's uh, big look, facts. They all are, I'm saying is, that's exactly hear, what's happening. I don't want to hear any complaints about rap nowadays. I'm gonna point this to them and be like, "What are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? What are you talking about? She took the draws. <laughs> I just want to know. Do you know why he? Why it's called that? No. So. This came about because Bring it down. Lenny Williams posted a video and was like, I'm in here counting my draws. I'm trying to make sure she ain't get a pair and bury him in the backyard. Ask your grandma about that. And it was like, check out my new single. She got my draws. So, one of the old, like, hoodoo type. Uh, what do you want to call it? I don't even know. Is what is it's like an old hoodoo voodoo thing. If you met, if you get a pair of a man's drawers and bury him in the backyard, he'll never leave. He will always be in your house. No, <laughs> just no. Hence why he was like, ask your grandma about that. I hope ain't nobody still doing that. Please don't. It's too many dudes out here ain't worth keeping in your house. The only drawers you should probably bury is when you skid it up. Uh, again? <laughs> Burn those. I'm trying to formulate words. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is coming out. <laughs> I look, I already know how that's Chubb's boy, so I said I got I I I got I gotta tell him about the draws. I gotta tell him about the draws. Life yeah, was know, better. I didn't know he shared the draws with you. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Jesus. Life was better without knowing that song existed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, you know. Life was so much better without. <laughs> Liddy, I take your legendary work. Timeless. But no, I, I more recently see a lot of uh, older artists come up with these new songs. I'm about to say, who? They the still got an audience. Somebody's still listening. Look. Not everybody can be my boy Genuine out here. What about coming. Elgin? Oh, Lord. <laughs> We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.